Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Old Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. Hey, you. Welcome to the Wardrobe Boss Podcast, and thank you for joining the conversation. I'm your host, Eliza Perilla, personal stylist, and I am the Wardrobe Boss. We meet right here to talk style, successful mindsets, dressing and winning wardrobes, and whatever else crosses our mind. Uh, today's guest, Dana Cortez, is the first Latina to host a nationally syndicated morning radio show, so she knows all about success a winning mindset, and a cute outfit. Dana, welcome to the podcast. I love to host guests who are truly living out their calling. Thank you for being here. Eliza, thank you for even thinking of me. I'm so excited. I will tell you that um, for me to be doing this, I I love fashion. Of course, I love radio. It's my first, my first love when it comes to the industry and whatnot. But when you asked me to do this, I got so excited. And I've, been, I've done a lot of podcasts, but because fashion means so much to me. I was looking forward to this day since since your uh, your assistant reached out. So thank you so much for having me. And I thank you because like you, radio is my first love as well. And um, when I saw your page and I saw that you were into fashion, I said, oh, I hope this would interest her because since she talks about everything else, she probably talks about fashion the least. So now she can have her own time to talk about whatever she wants about style and fashion. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. First, let me ask you, you are a West Coast Chicana. Do you have family in Mexico and are they all okay after that earthquake two days ago? You know, I'm on in on the West Coast. We are on uh, several stations in California. We're on in, in Phoenix, but I'm actually from the South. A lot of people think I'm West Coast right away. They're like, wait a minute, hold up. I was born in a little town called Big Spring, Texas. And yes, we have, uh, my family comes from Torreon, Coahuila. And uh-huh. so uh, we are, everybody's okay. Everybody's fine. My immediate family lives here in the States now. But I'm so glad that you asked that question because it is on a lot of people's minds. Our listeners have been calling in with information about their families because we've been asking that. Mm-hmm. And I do feel a connection to the homeland. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but I really do. And I feel like as a Chicana, as a Mexican-American, more and more of uh, you know, not only myself, but my listeners and just people in general are getting more in touch with where we come from. Yeah. And I can absolutely relate to that. I was born in New York City, but my family is from Puerto Rico and my heart is in my homeland. Although this is my land, that's my land too. So my heart is there. And of course, I want to represent my people and use whatever I can to help them or whatever in any way that I can. Anyway, I love that you said that, too, because it's important that you're in the forefront and you're doing these kind of things to normalize Latino culture. I've said that many times. People assume, oh, it is Mexicana. You know, you're Mexican. You must talk like this. You must do this. And it's because we have so few images of Latinos in the in the in media in general, whether it's streaming Hollywood, whatever it is that they only see us a certain way. And when I mean they, I mean the masses because people are like, well, who's they? The masses. And we're so much more 
than the three images that you mainly see, which is, you know, gangsters, cholos, narcos, nannies, and housekeepers, which is all great. Hey, that's, we're all good, but that's not all of, of who we are as a culture and as a people. And thank you for saying that, you know, just two days ago, and I, I kid you not, just two days ago, you know, when you scroll through your phone, the Google News, whatever, um, I came across an article online about underrepresentation of female leads in radio. And here you are making your own way, your own name as a female lead in radio, which listen, I worked in radio. I know how hard it is to be a female lead and a Latina. So it makes me so um, orgullosa, you know, is the only word I can think about because I love to see women win and all women of color. But to see Latinas on the forefront, I'm like, come on. It's not only (laughs) the three Hollywood leading ladies or whatever. There are many of us out here making our own way and well um, equipped in so many capacities to make our own way. So I support that. I applaud it. I'm here for it. And it's so nice to see you there. Um, Do you want to tell us about how you became the female headliner on your own nationally syndicated show? Because it's such a big deal. You know, it's interesting. Um, My husband, who is also my second mic and executive producer, DJ Automatic, decided that we needed to call the show The Dana Cortez Show. It was not my idea. As you know, working in this industry, being a woman, it is a difficult industry to work in. I think any job being a woman, you know, you have to work 10 times harder. You don't want to make a lot of noise because you don't want to be the complainer. Um, but he noticed right away and he, he'd say the same thing that everywhere we'd go early on when we first started the show, this is before we were together, by the way. Uh, he just said, man, everybody wants to talk to you. It's really not because this is the fledgling beginnings of the show, you know, and uh, I think that, you know, we need to call it that. And later on, would we have the opportunity to change the name? He did. Now, uh, long story short. We'd been contacted by several different, you know, uh, companies to syndicate. We finally accepted an offer. And that's that's the story. That's it. You know, I'm very excited that our partners believed and believe in the show because that's the most important thing. I always say I was always a hardworking person. There's a lot of hardworking people watching this. Hard work does not mean success, nor does it mean uh, that you make a lot of money. It just means you're working hard. What changes things is opportunity. And so I'm grateful for opportunity. That's the only way that we see change is when someone provides us with the opportunity. And then we can't forget, Eliza, you know this, you got to reach back and you got to, you got to give somebody else the opportunity that someone gave you. That's very, it's muy importante. It's it's very important. And women, look at you. You're, you're happy for me. I'm happy for you. This is a new day and age. We're not, we're not seeing each other as the enemy anymore. We're seeing each other as as sisters, somos hermanas, you know, we want to help one another get into these different jobs so that we can help other women, our daughters get in as well. So the world is different for them. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm, thank you for saying that because I remember my, I started out in radio way before I I did this. And um, I remember you said that two things came out to me And one of them was one of the greatest lessons of my life, something I will never do again. I worked for an urban radio station here in New York City. There's only two of them. And And I know you're one or the other. (laughs) And my boss asked me to change my name to a more Latina name because Mm. 
my name wasn't Latina. And I was really upset about that. And I worked with some of the New York City icons and a huge team. And they didn't like it either. But they were like, you, you have to do it. He's the boss. And I did it. And actually, Tony Touch came up with my name. But I, I went by a different name. I used Taina. But um, one thing I learned is that I will never, ever, ever, I don't want to work in radio anymore, but I would never do that again. I'm not, I am me and I'm not going to change my name, my hair color, my nails, anything to fit whatever you, whatever your profile is that I won't do. And another thing is, and I'm just, it, it lit me up when you said this, because I can't tell you, and I can tell you behind the scenes, how many women were for me and how many weren't. And there were some that I thought were for me and I was always for them just because I've never been that kind of woman. I'm mm -hmm. not catty. I'm not jealous. I, I just, just not in my bones. And it was shocking to me um, how much support I didn't get when I supported other people. And I was like the only, I'm going to say one person's name who actually ran into me. She came up to me like three weeks ago on the street, threw her arms around me. And she's been like that since the first day we met each other. And that's Laura Styles. And we came up wow. together in the trenches. And I mean, it's, she's never changed. Like we were coming together, right? We could, and you know how it is. They will pit you against each yes. other and make you compete well, against each other. I think that that's part of the problem is that we're offered so few opportunity. It becomes second nature to fear another woman because, well, they have to meet the quota. I, I, right. If she gets it, then that means I don't have it. You know, the whole Latina thing. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I just had like a meltdown on Instagram not too long ago. I love hip hop. I grew up on hip hop. It's all I've ever listened to. The mm -hmm. last pre or two presidents ago, the United States of America listened to hip hop. He doesn't speak a certain way. I don't have to talk a certain way. I can be educated. I will not be a caricature of what someone expects me to be. I don't have to talk a certain way. I don't have to yo, yo, what's up, son? And that's fine. But I don't have to be that person. Like you said, it, it, it makes me so angry that someone wanted you to change your name as if you're not Latina enough. You're not trying to be a Latina. That's who you are. Hello. <laughs> you know? It's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. And it's usually men, older men at that, who have these, you know, they're holding the gate and they see things through one lens. And it's part of the reason radio is having so much trouble. Sorry, I said it. It is. It's part of the reason because it's the same damn mother that are holding the gates open and they are not seeing the future. They don't understand it. And so there, there's my rant about radio. <laughs> and that's why there is a whole open lane for podcast and Sirius XM. Thank you. And because now you don't need any of it. Imagine that, that if I wanted to be radio host, whatever, again, I could easily start my own thing, YouTube, anywhere. So now you don't even need them. In fact, when I get in the car and listen to radio, like the reason I even got into it, and then I'll get back to fashion, right? Was because it was personality-based driven radio. And I wanted to just speak about music with my personality. I didn't want to be on TV. I didn't want any of that. I just wanted to talk about the music I loved and talk with the community about the music. That was it. That's all I wanted. And um, for other reasons, I'm here. 
I love it. I still love it. It's, but I've grown into something else. This is more of my calling. And that was for that season. So I have no regrets. I loved it. That was for that season. But look at that. Like, look at women like you are now paving the way. And it just makes my heart sing to know that because I know that you're the kind of woman that Laura Styles is the kind of woman that's going to open the door for other women without it being such a threat because there is room for all of us. That's and anybody who says that it's, you know, it's bish. And, right. and I'm, I learned my lesson. I will never, ever, ever allow anybody to say, well, you can't come in here unless you change this. I agree 100%. You have to be yourself. And we come in all shapes, colors, sizes. We speak differently. Hablamos diferente. It's all, it doesn't mean I'm not as Latina or hip hop or whatever is the other person. I'm just me. And that's the most important thing is authenticity. Whether you're in radio or podcast, like you're doing, Eliza, it, it has to be about authenticity. And, you know, now we can move right on into, um, like image and style and fashion, because that's really why I do this. Like radio and music was my first love. But you know what happened? The funny thing happened on in the interim of me not having a job. I came back from doing a morning syndicated show that Steve Harvey knocked me right out of. So I came back to New York and it was so hard for me to find work at that time. And so I always had a fashion background. So I went back into it. And then I was like, well, you know, while I was waiting, I was like, what did I really love to do besides music? And I remembered that everybody and their mother would say, hey, there's a baby shower. There's this, there's that. Can you go with me to buy something to wear? And um, in, oh. in going back to what I always really, really loved, I started creating, you know, to what it is now. But my main goal with what I do is to get women to be women and men to be their authentic self. And it just starts with what you wear because what you wear creates your confidence. So it's not about the fashion or the Prada or it's never, it's not about labels. It's not about that. It's about dressing your best self and knowing who you are authentically to have your own personal signature style like you do. And don't think I don't notice your white military blazer that you love. And it looks great on you, by the way. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love that you talk about fashion like that because it, is, it really is one of our, the few things we can do to express ourselves outwardly. When you see someone, um, you kind of get a feel for who they are by how they're dressed. Now, I don't mean all tirada at the grocery store Saturday morning. Sometimes I go with no makeup, my hair's not like, that's not, you know, but, but even then, you know who I am that day. I'm a mom in a rush. I've, I'm trying to get stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, individual style play such an important part in everyday life. And not just with women, with men as well. We see more men expressing themselves um, in a way that they never had before. And I, I love fashion. So like I said, I'm just excited to be here. Um, what is, I guess, what's your favorite way to express your personal style? For me, it's all about simplicity. Um, you know, I get up at three, four o'clock in the morning. It has to be simple. I pick my clothes out the night before. I know that sounds crazy, but every minute in the morning of extra sleep matters, even if it's just two minutes. I go through, you know, my closet and I pick out the simplest, easiest things. That's just my style. I love color and flowers and I love all of that, but I feel like I'm so short. Like when I wear it, I get lost. And, and you know what's awful? 
DJ Automatic and Anthony will make fun of me. Like if I wear something really big and roughly, they always say it swallows me up and I don't feel comfortable in it. So my motto is if I don't feel comfortable, I probably don't look comfortable. So it's about sleek lines. It's about something um, mostly neutral. I very rarely wear color. I've tried, you know, you go into my closet and you'll see one or two pieces here and there that I'm okay with. But for the most part, it's neutral, sleek and simple and more classic than than trendy. I'm I'm scared of trends because like I said, I'm small and I don't often pull them off well. <laughs> now, you know, it's interesting that you say that, right? Is that um, if you look at a Shakira, a Beyonce, Jennifer Lopez, they are so tiny. They are. People think that they're giants. So how fascinating it is that they can wear any, anything and look great. That proves to you that you can wear anything. I mean, maybe you haven't found exactly what works for you. And listen, you know that when you're around men, they see things with their eyes, but it doesn't register visually the way it does for us. Girl, so I had this cute I, shirt. It was this white, cute, roughly shirt. And they said I look like Jerry Seinfeld. I've never seen the Seinfeld show, but a car- apparently he wore a pirate shirt. And ever since then, I said, never mind. Never mind. Well, it was very exaggerated. It was called the Puffy Sleeve episode. And oh. it was hysterical because it was really exaggerated. So sometimes I see those sleeves too. And I'm like, oh, the puffy sleeve. No, but I mean, <laughs> look what I'm wearing. I love a puffy sleeve shoulder. And so I think that it's just, you know, I always um, train people like you've got to know what brands work for you. Like you, if you're, I've seen you in t-shirts and jeans and you yes. wear those baggy jeans and you look great. Even Ariana Grande, she's three pounds. I and- know. Five, if she's five feet, but I'm just saying that there are so many ways and it's not just the camera. It's not to make, to have things look great on you. So like, don't think that I really can't wear this because of my, I can't wear this because that's not true. I guarantee you that that is not true. You go, you and I have to talk after this. You're going to have to help me out. Absolutely. Take out a loud outfit and I'm going to throw it up on my Instagram. That's what we're going to do. And you know, we're, (laughs) We're going into this season is all about um, bold colors with the trends. And the thing about trends that I always tell people is I feel like everyone should have, this is just my own personal opinion, but everyone (laughs) should have a classic um, style or, or, you know, um, classic pieces rather. And then you incorporate a couple of trendy pieces because not every trend is for every body type or for every body period. So I say incorporate whatever trends really looks good on you and rock with it. Um, You're going to see the handbags this season are going to be bold colors, bold pink, bold orange, bold red. You're going to see it in coats. You're going to see it in jackets. You're going to see it in shoes because they're trying to get away a little bit from black just for now, which I like. So it's interesting that you said that, you know, I do have some of the bold shoe colors, right? I do have a couple of bold belts and purses. You just said that I just bought bright hot pink a bright green you know very but when it comes to like I see some women that are able to pull it off head to toe and maybe I could but it's I don't know it's not my favorite look on myself I guess but I'm not afraid to accessorize with those trends and I and I love buying trendy things I won't spend a lot of money on my trends though I'll tell you that if I know it's trendy and it's going to be in and out 
I'm hitting up Zara, Forever 21, Goodwill. I mean, I'm not kidding. You know, that's where it is. I'm only going to spend my money on something that, you know, for instance, I have a pair of, gosh, Manolos that I've had, no joke, probably 15 years. Uh-huh. I have a pair of Prada boots, some riding boots. I remember when I bought them, my husband said I was insane. He's like, I cannot believe you're spending that much money on boots. But I wear them every single winter, every season for winter, fall and winter for over a decade. And I remember last year he said, I'm so glad you bought those boots because you haven't had to buy any new ones. I said, uh-huh, I told you. So that that's something that I'm really aware of because I spent money early on when I started to finally make some money. I got out of the the, the poverty stage of my life and I blew a lot of money. I was really poor, girl. I got you know, I blew a lot of my money on expensive pieces that were trendy and I can't use them anymore. So I learned a lesson. You know, I learned a lesson. Hey, go into Forever 21. It's okay to go into Goodwill, drop some money on the trendy pieces there. And don't worry about it. Classic pieces all day. I'll, I'll, I'll spend money on those. And you made so many good points in that because, first of all, yeah, I when you said Prada riding boots, I got so happy because a Prada riding boot is something that will last you and take you for years because a riding boot is clean. It's classic. It's yes. not going out of style. And it's hard to find a good riding boot. And One thing that people always discount is that they always think newer is better. That's not always true. That's not always true, especially right now. Right now, what people don't realize is that older is better. And you know why? Because they were made better, because there was more money to make them. You think in a pandemic and all this stuff we're going through and on all this uncertainty, people feel that these investors that have tons of money want to invest in people who make clothes, especially now that we're in like, let's wear sweatpants everywhere we go. Let's yeah. wear Lululemon. They're not doing that. They're, they're investing where people are buying. And what are people buying? They're buying sneakers. They're buying, you know, that kind of stuff. And so with certain things, I always tell clients, go to the real, real and see if you find it. Because there are certain- Love the real, real. Swear by the real, real. Yeah. They're so good. Yes. Look for it. And it, and some things you're going to say, wow, that's pricey. But now you'll get to say, okay, am I going to buy a Chanel bag on real, real for $4,000? Or am I going to put an extra $2,000 and get a brand new one? Like those are the decisions you can make, but right. it's great that you can make the end since the real, real is really legit. If you get it, it's not what it says. It goes back. They have an authentic uh, authentication process, so it's not like you're, you know, buying it from a friend of a friend and you can't tell the difference. So because and, and like you said, that Chanel bag is forever. A four thousand sounds crazy, right? It sounds outrageous. Oh my gosh! But that's a bag you'll carry. Now you could be until you're 80, 90 years old. You will always be able, and that goes back to the Prada riding boots. I will wear those until I'm an old woman. I lo- those boots will never go out of style. And that's what I mean by trendy. I'm not, I'm not dropping big money on that forever classic. I don't mind at all. And really, that's the way to do it, especially if you're not like, I don't know anybody who's a trendy person all the time. And I always Me either. Them, <laughs> right. I say, if you're going to buy trendy, just buy it at a low price point that way, it, because it's disposable in a way. Right. It's just. Even all of those, you know, the thing about Gucci 
that yes, and they're not the number one brands, but they're up there. They're in the top three. But the thing about Gucci is that they're so trendy, 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 that you might buy a really cute bag from them. And then two years later, it's out of style because it was yes. trendy. They still do classic, but it's not like a Prada or a Celine that once you have that, that's it. And if you take, look, there's so many things you can do with that Chanel bag. It never loses its value. You can pass it down to your daughter if you want and say, this was the first thing I bought when I came into some money and this is what it cost me and this is what it means to me and this is the you know the sentimental value and this is something I want you to have even if she doesn't wear it she should know because you're making a way in this world for her and she should right. know like your your legacy and how you got there and girl if you taught her right she's going to rock the bag you know what i mean <laughs> if you taught her right she'll rock the bag <laughs> <laughs> so I think you're doing great, by the way, I have to say. Um, can you tell me about your closet segments on your Instagram? Because I saw one and I thought it was so cute. And the thing I loved about it the most was that you were like, all right, it's taken me like a minute to get in this top. But of course, when you see other people do it, they put it, they're in the top in four seconds. So I loved that you were so real about it. I even said a bad word. I was like, my goodness, how do these women do this? Um, it started, you know, as kind of just a funny thing because I have so many people asking me, wait a minute, where did you get that? And the segment you're talking about was Dickies. It's a pair of old Dickies. Yes. I've, had, I've had these Dickies for over a decade. You know, back before you, Dickies, now you go to Urban Outfitters, they're $90. Who they think they are now, I don't know. I think I got my Dickies at Walmart. Like, I swear, I think I think I got them at Walmart, but I had them tailored. And that's uh -huh. another little secret. I'm sure you tell your your clients everything you get. If you can get it to fit your body, because, you know, clothes are made for women five, nine and over. I'm not I'm a little Mexican woman. I'm five, two. So I have to get everything tailored. I had the Dickies tailored, but I can also make those Dickies look street or I can make them. I can come to the studio and have an interview with, you know, with a client and make them look dope. So that's basically what I did. And it started off with that one. And now I've just get, been compiling them and I'm going to start releasing them, you know, every week, every other week. I just feel like everyday women deserve to feel fashionable. You don't have to have a lot of money. Yes, of course, I do have some expensive pieces, but I don't rely on them. I don't, you don't have to have them. You can go to Walmart and buy you a nice outfit. You can go to Target and buy you something cute. Like you said, it's not only about the brand, the style. If you own it, you can rock any brand regardless. And every woman deserves to feel beautiful and fashionable, no matter your size, whatever. And I just want to show women that you can do that without breaking the bank. You don't, because I, these Instagram videos, I love watching all of the models. Girl, like who is providing them with the money for all, you know, sometimes it's a little overwhelming. And so that's what it started out as. And I think that's how we're going to continue. Just a fun way to look good without breaking the bank. I think that's so awesome because it's true. People, they, especially the millennials, um, they really have the more spending power right now. And they feel like they have to live up to this level of status. But and you know what, Dana, they do. I live in New York. You should see 
the lines at Christian Dior. And I'm like, what? what? Hold up. I am a grown woman who has her own business. I don't make that kind of money to be the, and you just see, and I'm like, what is, what did I miss? What's going on? And I think that it's really important for women like you, especially that people listen to you every day. They feel like they're your friend. They feel like they know your life. And then you work with your husband. So they really feel like they know your whole business and they're like part of your family. So for them to be let in, in such a personal way in your closet, I think that's fabulous. And you know, another thing is that a lot of times, and I promise you, I am not downing nobody. I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm just speaking the facts. A lot of time you listen to your favorite radio personality and then you see her at the gas station and then you're like, my sister, you couldn't even comb your hair. You're on the radio. People listen to you all day and you're going to have the nerve to walk out and don't comb your hair and have a stain on your top. Like there is, you do have to set a precedent because you have a platform. How, how do you think that those two can ever be separate? They never will be. You don't want to disappoint the people who follow you. And with social media now, you cannot do it. Everybody has social media. We had just moved uh, and I, I it, it was right, you know, when COVID hit and I decided it was, I was working in the garden and I swear to you, I never, you just talked about that. I never go out looking too shady and I had to go to Michael's to get something. And my husband He's my producer. He's my, he's the most honest man ever. He said, are you sure you want to go out like that? I said, honey, we just came here. Nobody's going to recognize me. I've been in the store one minute and some woman, I said, damn, I, I, and I swear I was like, I'll never do that again because I don't, I don't want her to think, oh, she talks a good game, but she's lazy or she's whatever, you know, whatever the person might think about you. And we all do it every once in a while, but you do have to have pride in yourself. I used to, I, I always say this on the air. Your outward appearance is a reflection of what's going on inside. And if the outside isn't reflecting happiness and joy, there's probably something going on inside, especially with women. Nine times out of 10, there's more going on in your relationship, your job, your kids, yourself. Something's not right if you're not right out here, period. And that's the first thing people are going to notice. They really think they're hiding something. You ain't hiding nothing, boo. That is the first thing people notice. Either your pants are too tight or something. Let me tell again, this is not a critique. I live in New York City. If you ever come to New York, you have a sister right here. Call me. The I'm going to call you because we're there all the time. Oh, now, yes. you're, now you're invited. Now, now you're going to be like, damn, Dana's coming again. Oh, no, yes, that's right. You, your husband, your kids, the sister-in-law, whatever. Um, I'll take you to all the whatever restaurants, whatever, but you know what I see. And really this is part of what fuels my passion for what I do. But what I see on the streets of New York city, sometimes I just want to lay myself flat on the ground and say, that's it. That's it. I call a cab, call me an Uber because I'm not doing this anymore because it's just the level of, I can't fathom where somebody's mind could be. And it's not a critique, but it's about something is very, very wrong on the inside. True. It's true. Walk around like that. And people have taken the don't shame me because of my size. Don't shame me because of this to a whole nother level that now anything goes. And girl, when I say anything, if I walk around with my phone wanting to take pictures, but since I don't want to do that because I it's 
rude and it's not nice. And- no, you should start a secret Instagram account to do it. You don't even know what I see. I yesterday I saw yesterday I saw a woman, a young woman. She was beautiful too, and she was a big tall girl. When I say big, I don't mean wide. I mean just a tall girl. She must have been around. 5'11". I mean, she was a tall girl. She's walking. We're walking down the street opposite directions. And so not only is she tall, she's got a nice size on her butt. She was very shapely. She had no waist. She had nice hips. And she had on these cute little acid wash jeans and a cute top and like a cute crop top tank top. Dana, her breast must have been size 88F. And she decided that maybe she shouldn't wear a bra with a white see-through. I, she, I don't know what look I had on my face because I have, I can't, I don't have a good game face. I'll put one on when I have to, but for the most part, I don't. She must've saw the look on my face. I must've been mortified. And I really, really did try to hide it because I never want a woman to feel I'm judging her or being mean towards her. You know, I, that I don't like. You were shocked. You were just taken aback. You're like, I oh. Shocked. I couldn't hide it. And then she looked at me like, why am I looking at her that way? And I wanted to say, homegirl, did you look in the mirror before you left? Because you're out here giving a show. She was like a double Wendy Williams on the streets of New York in a white crop top mm. that you, and I never in my life saw breasts that size. Or maybe it's because they were out of a bra, but it was a traumatizing situation that I never, ever want to see again because it was just a lot of luck. We need to file a complaint against her surgeon because you know that's not real. You know, that's not real. Anyway, God bless. Ladies, come on, we can do better. What are three pieces from your closet that you absolutely cannot live without? So I can't live without a good pair of denim. I love denim. I like clean denim. I like the 90s look. I like old Levi's. I like it. I mean, I have a pair of Levi's I've probably had since high school. I'm not kidding you that I still wear. uh, You know, I love a good piece of denim. Um, I love a tank. Because you can do, you know, a tank will set everything up. You you have a tank, you put anything on top of it. And a good pair of heels. I live in heels. Now, I do the sneaker game. I'm really into that. That's cool. But for me, being small in this industry, I've always felt like adding height just makes me feel a little tougher. Yep. And uh, so for me, heels, a tank, and a good pair of jeans. I think you could rock that to the club. You could rock it to work, depending on, on the accessories and, and whatnot. But those three things are staples in my closet. I can surround all of it with trendy or classic or whatever and make it look different. Same pieces for five days in a row. Well, and I really like the way this is one thing I noticed immediately. First, I noticed how you um, rock your jeans. And I really like them, especially when you wear those big baggy ones that are like wide on the bottom, because that gives you more height, more volume, more everything. And it looks adorable on you with your tiny waist. And I love that you have really good blazers. That's one of my favorite staples. Really good blazers will go such a long way. It'll clean and class any look up so quickly and you can take it on or off depending on where you're going. So I love I mean, it's the true. a good blazer, even with biker shorts and like combat boots yes. with a blazer. It looks sick. You're walking down the street and it's just as easy as being crazy as that lady was. It doesn't take any more thought. It just looks better. You know, it, yes. you, you level up. 
it's a nice finishing touch. Um, yes. I just want to ask you about your husband because it seems like such an interesting story that who wouldn't want to know how this story came about because you don't see husband and wife teams in radio. So did you meet your husband while you guys were on the show, um, like paired together or were you married and then you did a show together? So he had a girlfriend and I had a husband when we met. Uh-huh. Now that didn't cross over or anything like that. Um, I got a divorce. I was married before. I'm very open about everything. I had a baby at 15. I mean, I'm, I'm open about all of my, uh, all of my business, but, um, Right away, I recognized he was talented. Now, I was a program director, and I had someone above me, and he wanted to put Automatic on at nights. And uh-huh. he couldn't. He was DJing, whatnot. So we started having him come in, mix in the morning. Once I got a divorce, and he did his thing or whatever, they moved us to Houston to do the show together. And we had started this really close friendship. He's just a smart man. He's incredibly progressive. He's He's just... He's my best friend. I get so passionate when I talk about him because we became such good friends before anything else. Right. And that's how we fell in love. And I think that the problem I had before, the reason I couldn't have a sex- successful relationship before, well, I don't know my dad. There's, there's so many deep reasons. But I think because I, I hadn't befriended uh, the person yet. And it's so important. You know, you, you have lust and you have all of these feelings. Well, what do you do when sexy time's over? You're just laying there. Can you talk to the person? Do they stimulate your mind, which is what's most important? And he just, to this day, we spend hours talking. People don't even understand. They're like, how do you guys, he's right next door, you know, uh, editing the show. How do you spend every waking moment together? We really like each other. We not only love each other, we truly like each other. And so... After so many failed relationships before, um, I'm just very lucky and blessed and grateful to have him in my life. And for him to be such a strong man to uplift me, to call this the Dana Cortez show, be confident enough in himself to push this forward is something that not a lot of women, unfortunately, have. You know, sometimes men, uh, the egos and the way society has placed us, right? Oh, the man's got to be the provider. The man's got to be this. The man's got to be above the woman. That's not always the case. Just because my name is on the show doesn't mean that he's not a strong man. In fact, it means he's even stronger because he's able to, you know, to to carry me on his shoulder. So he's just a wonderful person. I'm very grateful to be in this relationship. I, I love him. But we fight, girl, too. Just to let everybody know. We argue and stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love him. Yeah, I just want to put that out there. It's not always, uh, you know, ponies uh, and rainbows. But- right, right. He's my man. He's my man. <laughs> I, I just love, I wanted to hear the story because I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, look at her husband. Um, and then I was like, oh my gosh, her husband's her DJ. What is her husband her yeah. DJ? And I was like, this is so adorable. Like, I want to hear the story, which I'm sure that's the most question you get asked. And it's true. It does take a certain person to a certain kind of a man to allow you to shine and take the forefront right. and be totally okay with playing your partner, not playing the background because they don't play the background. I don't even know why people say that. He's not playing I the know. background. He's standing right by your side and all around you. He's not playing the background. Just I, I love that you said that. Absolutely. <laughs> and and some people will say that. Some men will be like, oh my God. I'm like, nah, that, that's because you're insecure in yourself. He, he is, he is my partner. He is my, my equal. He would tell you the same. We build together. Mm-hmm. That's how successful relationships grow. You got to build it together. Every relation, every single 
relationship I've been in, there's been a friendship before because I can't do it any other way. And maybe that's why I suck at dating because I need to get to know somebody and men want to move too fast. And I'm so secure in myself that I'm like, you know what? I'm not a kid no more. You want to move at that speed? You could go right on ahead. I'm, I do me. I move at my speed. And you're not taking me on the boat until I say I want to go on the boat. So you could go ahead on the boat or you could find somebody else. I'm good. I know who I am. But I thank you for sharing that story. Oh, my God. I feel like I could talk to you all day. I'm, I'm so proud of you, even though, like, I don't know you. But it's such a cool thing, what you've built and... um how you've leveraged your opportunities and your platform. I think you're adorable. I love that you did the fashion gray on your hair because that's a thing that not everybody can pull off, but you wear it well. One more question. What is one dream that you have in your life that you've yet to conquer? Man, there's so many. I think, you know, I would love to be doing uh, radio in Los Angeles. I think it's a shame that with the, you know, you know, New York is so diverse, Los Angeles as well. The Latino population is the majority there, especially Mexican-American, you know, mm-hmm. Mexicanos allí. It's a shame that in the most progressive city, so they say, there has been no Mexican host or, or woman. And, and so I would love to do that. Maybe a streaming show one day to talk about relationships. I've, I've talked about that or on TV, just regular old television as well, which I still watch, by the way. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, those are two things that that I've been thinking about more lately. Um, now that the show, I just feel, has gotten so much better. You know, you grow, right? You you go back and you listen and you realize how much things have progressed. You develop a national following. You realize you're ready for that next step. And I know you know this, Eliza. You're the kind of person, probably, you get to one rung in the ladder and you're ready for the next one. Yeah. You don't even enjoy that little, that scene, because you're so ready to go to the next level. And, and that's how I've had to operate my entire life, so... Thank you for asking that. Hopefully that'll happen. And to all women, just and Latinas, I support you. You know, all women, of course, but especially Latinas. We still face the largest wage gap in the country. I couldn't believe it when I read that. Yeah. I could not believe it. And I want to help my sisters. I want to help us. I want to be a person that, you know, not only my daughters, but your daughters, they don't need to aspire to be, but maybe garner some inspiration from. Absolutely. Um, I don't have children, but I, I, you know, I would always use what I have to help other women and to share my information. I'm, I'm all about sharing the information. How are yes. other women going to go forward if we don't share the information freely, freely? I'm secure in myself. So what are you going to do? Take the information I gave you and do something else with it. If you could do it and you shine brighter, well, then go ahead, shine brighter. And pay it forward. Yes. And there, it, one person's success does not keep me from succeeding. It just helps the whole, you know, the whole movement. And that's what this is. This really is a movement. I feel like, um, you know, us and uh, future generations are going to change um, the way the country sees the Latino culture. And I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that. Well, imagine that you're already on the forefront of it. And you're right. I don't know what I just for the life of me for years. I never understood why Los Angeles radio was so bad. There's so much room. When I go down the dial, I'm like, Los Angeles, New York. What happened to music? 
I don't even understand, but there's a lane for you. It's just a matter of an opportunity. And we're going to speak that right into existence because they need a powerful Latina, Mexican, beautiful bombshell. On top of all of that, you give them bombshell vibes. They're not even ready for it. So we're going to put that out there. And I totally see all of that for you. Even a a TV show about you and your husband and you work together and you're a great looking couple. Everybody wants to see that. Why do you think the Kardashians are so big? Because everybody wants to see that. They do. They just want to be in it. Don't act like you don't. Everybody does. Okay. No, I know. I, I love to be in the business, girl. That's why I was stalking your your Instagram. I want to be in the business. I want to know what's going on, you know. And I can't wait to meet you in person. I can't, Muhammad. I know that we're just gonna get along so well. I'm serious. Next time in New York, I'm gonna hit you up. Oh, that's it's on. It's on. But I'm really, I'm really glad you stopped by, Dana. Please let all my listeners know where they can find you and about your show everywhere. You have a podcast. You're on Siri. You're yes. everywhere. Yes, so we do have a podcast and we upload it every day. It really is all the segments we do on the radio show because, you know, people are busy. You go to work at the same time. You're picking up the kids. You're doing things. You might have missed something. Uh, All streaming platforms, Dana Cortez Show. It's free. Dana Cortez Show on YouTube. We're finally back to doing in-person interviews. So we've got a couple of those up finally again. And just nationally, you can just search, you know, any radio station we're on. Most of them have apps. I just appreciate if you tune in, follow on Instagram at Dana Cortez and just keep up because I got uh, I got more Dana's closet segments coming out. So so let's uh, let's just get to know each other. And thank you so much. Thank you. And her closet, um, her closet makeovers, her closet sessions are so adorable. So you definitely have to check her out. Um, Please bring a friend. Subscribe to the Dana Cortez show and podcast. Subscribe to the Wardrobe Boss podcast and you can find us apple itunes wherever you stream your favorite podcast and i'm always going to bring guests like this people who are living out their dream who are happy to share their success share their journey and hopefully you get something positive from it and you bring it back to somebody else and pass it forward that's that's what we're here for so thank you for listening dana i send you all these little hearts thank you so much for taking time out of that three o'clock in the morning schedule, girl, I remember. I remember. You know, you know. I know. So that that's a real hustle for real. And um, I can't wait to see you in New York. And I'll just leave it right there. I can't wait to see you either. Lucy Paz. Mwah. Gracias. Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a mean old line media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.